Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. Welcome back to the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brad, riding solo tonight. Josh is still on a break, so uh, we got two Paddle and Fin listeners on the show tonight, Josh Cravens and Nick Necrelli. What's up, guys? What's up, man? Good evening. Thanks for having me, Brad. Yeah. Did, did I pronounce your last name right? Yes. 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 Necrelli. I, I usually ask people before I start, but... No, you're all good. Awesome. So we're going to talk about the White River tournament we did a few weeks ago. Uh, we're going to kind of review the river, I guess. This is a product review segment. So I- I'm doing something a little different. Um, but we can start out by you guys letting the listeners know who you are. Uh, start start out with Nick. Uh, my name is Nick Necrelli. Uh, I currently live in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, I've been kayak fishing since last May. Um Currently, I'm on a Jackson Bite FD. I just picked up uh, a couple days before the White River Tournament uh, that Indiana Kayak Anglers threw. Uh, had a great time. Met uh, Brad for the first time. And uh, the three of us uh, did a float. Um, and, yeah, I fished the White River quite a bit. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's a nice river. There's definitely good times and bad times out there in terms of water and <laughs> uh, how I enjoy fishing the White River. Um, so yeah, uh, give it back to you. Yeah, what, what's your uh, personal best out of the white? I've caught a couple of twenty-inch smallmouth. I've caught one twenty-inch largemouth. Holy crap! Yeah, <laughs> see, I, it's pretty rare to catch a twenty here in Ohio on our river. I, I I've caught a handful of eighteens and nineteens. Never caught a twenty yet. And if you catch a twenty here, and everybody's all like, "Holy crap, that's awesome!" I don't know. <laughs> what's that? They they try and find that honey hole. Yeah, I, I I know where two of them have been caught. I'm, I keep going back there, like that time of the year. I just can't find them. But 
Yeah, I've caught my uh, caught the two smallmouth um in different spots on the river, both uh where we floated through actually for uh the tournament. Um and then uh the largemouth uh kind of well about twenty yards from where I caught one of the smallies. But really? there's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um where we started that tournament at, um uh broad ripple area. Um yeah. There's a a lot of fish that are around but they definitely right now in august i think august is probably one of the harder months to fish Mm -hmm. the river uh it's real low right now and um i like it when it's rained a little bit uh personally that's my favorite time to fish white river yeah when the river's on the rise absolutely i like it too even when it's up and just sitting and it's you know two feet up um, I, I feel like they are in sections anyways, are a little easier to place. Uh, and that for the white river tournament, uh, like I said, I got that new kayak on Wednesday before the tournament. And from Wednesday to Saturday, it was a six inch water difference. Uh, yeah, not like, you know, not a whole lot in current and, uh, in terms of those changes, but just in just the water. I mean, it was different Yeah, pretty quickly. I could tell it was different, and that was my first time on the river. So. Yeah. Josh, uh, how about you? Let everybody know who you are and uh, where you're from, all that kind of thing. Hey, guys. Josh Cravens. Um, I live here in Indianapolis. Uh, I grew up uh, down in uh, southeast Indiana, Rising Sun, Indiana. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. <laughs> Small yeah. town. Um, it's basically a, a Cincinnati suburb, so uh, – Brad, I had a little surprise for you. you probably- no. Oh, no. <laughs> Eagles fan, baby. Who day? Hey, look, look at my hat and my shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> oh, I knew you're a you're an all-out Bengals hater, so I couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. So You probably saw my post a couple weeks ago, didn't you? <laughs> oh, I think I, was- I did, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't, I didn't know I- that. Yeah. But, uh, no, I've lived – I went to uh, Indian University. I've been in – I've been in Indy for um, – probably the last eight or nine years. Um, I live real, real close to Nick. I think we have the same kind of like home stretch of white river, um, that we fish. Um, I'm out there a lot. Um, I, I, river fishing is kind of my favorite thing, right? Like I, I can go to a lake, um, but I really like getting out on the river. I think that's to where, where the kayaks shine, you know, um, just being out there fighting the current, um, that kind of thing. Uh, I'm in a Hobie compass, uh, right now um pretty good riverboat i don't really know anybody with a compass other than you know on facebook but i think a lot of people buy them out near the coast but i think it's a pretty good riverboat it's like a light um hobie outback um it does have some things that i would like different um the seat sits real low and and things like that but overall it's it's a good riverboat it's light you know i i take it on little creeks that i went on a seven mile float last weekend at sugar creek and or two weekends ago and I drug it all seven miles. I mean, it was so low. It was like six inches of water. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with Nick though. The, the river fishes a lot better, um, after rain. I mean, I think that's probably common in a lot of rivers. Um, I'm pretty new to bass fishing in general. You know, I, I got into kayak fishing, um, and bass fishing back in September. So, um, my story, how I kind of got into it's a little funny. I, uh, I grew up, you know, like every kid, like a lot of kids, you fish a worm and a bobber. I grew up on the Ohio River, you know, fish for crappie, stuff like that. Never really knew much about bass. I caught a few on live bait on accident. 
Um, but I always loved it. You know, we go to Florida and stuff and I always fish. I always I do some deep sea charters and such, but never really got into it, you know, like just casual. Um, and then last spring I was, I was on a bachelor party with one of my good buddies uh, that I used to work with. And he's one of his best friends is Jacob Wheeler. So uh, I'm on a bachelor party with Jacob Wheeler and I'm not into bass fishing. Right. And I've met me- Wheeler a bunch of times at this point and I knew he's a professional fisherman. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. You know, like, cool. Yeah. Like whatever and uh hung out with wheeler and, and then he was just talking about how he's like practicing for a tournament and we were like riding to go do bachelor party stuff and he was like watching like f- footage of the guys practicing because he's missing a day of practice and he was talking about it. i was like dude this sounds awesome like i miss fishing it sounds so sweet and and i had no idea he was like pretty much the best there is right now you know <laughs> yeah um so anyway when i got back to indy this was last spring. I went and bought like an inflatable kayak because I lived in like an apartment. <laughs> and uh, and then after being in that for a month, I was like, okay, this is a pain. I'm going to get something real. And so then my first real kayak was that Hobie. So uh, haven't looked back. This was, that was your first uh, in, in-person event for both of you guys too, right? Yeah, for me. Uh, I did the uh, Sam and Alan's Turkey Bowl with two of my oh, bike polo right. buddies back in November. But that, I mean, that was pretty, you know, laid back, even though I thought the white river tournament was pretty laid back too, which, yeah. which I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, kind of my first real, uh, I guess real one. That's not a charity tournament. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a fun little tournament. So, uh, now we got introductions, uh, taken care of. Let's talk about that. Like how, how, how'd your day go? Uh, what were you using that kind of thing? Um, Whichever one of you guys want to start. Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> I'll tell you how not to fish a tournament <laughs> real, real quickly. Uh, like I said, I was on a, 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 I was in a new kayak. I had two hours in it or three hours yeah. at the most, which <clears throat> is an excuse at all. Uh, everything that I did wrong that day was on me. Um, to start the day, we started off uh, at a launch where how many other people were there? 10 other people? <sighs> per- I, yeah. I was say maybe 15. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a crowded seven mile stretch. Luckily, yeah. everybody was very nice, um, cordial. Uh, you know, like I said, it was it was a really fun, loose tournament. So Brad started under a bridge. I went a little past him to an area that I like. Uh, first or second cast in a spot, uh, hook up and land a fifteen and three quarters. I'm a little pumped, excited. Don't put the board down in my new kayak, which I can do to measure the fish and I goof one and goes off the board into the water. Good start. Typical first tournament. Good start. Good start. You you paddle, you paddle down to me and you're like, I lost a 15 incher. You're, you're all cool about it too. And I was just like, really? I'd be pissed. I wasn't happy with myself, but you know, it was, uh, within the first 15 minutes or whatever. And I was, you know, I kind of thought that maybe we were going to have a good day. There's going to be a good solid bike day. I don't know, whatever. I probably, in hindsight, should have stayed in that area for probably another 15, 20 minutes, hit a little harder. Uh, I caught that fish on a whopper plopper. It was a largemouth. Um, fishing this long, tapering um, grass line. Uh, I, I've, Like I said, that was a cross river from where I caught a 20-inch largemouth and right above a riffle where a 20-inch smallmouth I've uh, picked up last summer. So there's there are fish in that area. Uh, the first week of March, right in the same spot, actually, uh, it was my first kayak trip out of the year. Pulled a 19 and a half on a little finesse uh, football jig. A little yeah. kite. 
They stack up in that hole, man. I've caught 18s in that same. I know exactly what you're talking about. They stack up there. I think that's there's a dam nearby, so I don't know if the fish run up as far upstream as they can go or what. But um, yeah, I mean, I've I, I have the same experience, you know, in that area. So something something also uh, for people listening. If you look at a map of Indianapolis, uh, you'll see the White River kind of snakes through the center of town. Well, there are a number of dams between downtown. There's two big ones between downtown and where we, we were at. We fish between the two. So when the water level isn't going, it doesn't move quick. So mm-hmm. you have sp- places where there's grass, there's hydrilla, there's there are some places where there are pads on the White River. Not really mm-hmm. the section we were at, kind of on the other side of the dam where we started behind. So it, it, I'm not going to try to compare the White River at all to like chickamauga but chickamauga is the tennessee river river that is dammed up so when they pull water you see those fish change their pattern but there are sections where the water doesn't move much now just that's why i was fishing this grass line there's there's a small mouth and large mouth stack in that area and when they're moving and they're biting you can have a great day within a hundred yard stretch mm-hmm. uh i had a day last summer where i where i was just counting i think i put up 85 or 86 inches essentially in a hundred yards. Um, yeah. I was just fishing for myself that particular day, but, but it was a great day uh, and similar, similar uh, weather and, and everything else. But anyways, I lost that fish. I roll past you, say what's up, go to that next bay where that Creek comes in, mm-hmm. uh, pick up a 10 incher that doesn't count a large mouth on a jig, go down through. I caught a 12 and a half inch small mouth on a whopper plopper. And then I put that fish on the board and then things, uh, my strategy didn't really work. I was on that shark hook strategy. I was throwing 110 <laughs> whopper ploppers, yeah. uh, chatterbaits, jigs, um, not real full cut jigs, I would say. Uh, I was throwing that day. Um, like a finesse like, jig? I had cut, I'd actually cut one of my uh, elite swim jigs from Lucky 7, but I finesse cut it around the top so it kind of looked a little bit like a bigger profile and then had a fluke on the or a twitch and fluke on the back of that um and then i also had cut a six cents hybrid jig skirt all the way up and then i had a real short uh one of their um twin tail grubs uh the uh forget the name of the six cents uh little crawl grub it's a great trailer um looks great in the water so my day got slow. I resisted the urge again, which is kind of a theme in my river fishing to put on a Ned rig and, uh, got slow for a while. And then I had a couple of 16 inches come off at the boat, had a 14 or so come off at the boat again. And I caught, once I switched up finally to the Ned rig, I caught a bunch of dinks, my favorite old Rocky, the rock bass. And, um, kind of just watched uh josh on the leaderboard hoping he could uh, make a run uh the guy who got second place aiden uh real nice guy goes uh goes to purdue he he was on the same stretch and he uh i think he got a little bit in front of us killed Mm -hmm. it and i think it was just catch up i didn't have a great day i put one fish on the board and it was a fun learning experience had a great time floating that's fun that's what it's all about man exactly it was you know it is what it is yeah yeah, I had a I had a tough day starting out too. I had a bunch of misses on topwater like right when we first started. And then after that, I went four how how long was that stretch? Seven miles or something? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I probably went five miles before I started catching a fish. Wow. And I, I was I was starting to sweat because I'm like, dude, like river rivers fishing's my thing. Like I, yeah. I can't come out here and get embarrassed, you know. So, so it's like I'm I'm determined to get my limit. I I caught my limit or I caught like Yeah, I caught my limit within like Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. One of the last mile and a half, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. It, the deeper spot. Yep. Yeah. 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 And then above that real deep rocky bank, there was another area where I, it was like right against the bank with a riprap, and I caught four off of that. Um, caught two big channel catfishes, 26 inches bigger than the catch board. <laughs> and fun. then, uh, yeah, I, I hooked Slow into time. something big too that like pulled my line. And it just wouldn't, it wouldn't stop. The drag just wouldn't stop. I don't know what it was, but the guy that was behind us that met us at the ramp, he saw me fight this thing and it just kept pulling drag, pulling drag. Finally, it just popped the line. I was like, what the heck was that? <laughs> you tail hooked a massive carp. That's what I was I, guessing too. Probably they're did. in there. They're in there. I've caught some big drum too. I'm like yep. 70 pound drum. 70? Seven. Oh, I was about to say <laughs> Well, there's apparently giant channel ca- or uh, flatheads in that river too. Yeah, I've caught one or two small small ones, but I've talked to some some people that were fishing on the bank while I was out last summer, uh, and they were like, "I caught a forty pound flatty out of here." Dang, that's a good one. I've seen some big ones. I don't think I've ever seen anything that big. Me either. Yeah, but that's a tank. Yeah. Um, yeah, Josh, go over your tournament day, how it went and, uh, where you placed and everything. Cause you did pretty well. Yeah, I had a pretty good day. Um, so like I said, I fished the white a lot. Um, the section we fished, I was hesitant to, because I know the guy who won last year, I had heard won it on that stretch. And, um, in the past that stretch has kind of been forgotten. You know, they, they, mm-hmm. I think they knocked out a dam below our takeout, um, and it, I've heard, I, I wasn't fishing then, I've heard it's completely changed that stretch. It used to be a lot deeper. Um, and now, you know, there's, you, you saw there's riffles, there's, you know, there, there's a little, there's a little current, you know. Um, I wouldn't say it's fast or anything like that, but, but um, I, I was worried to fish that stretch, but I know that stretch like the back of my hand, you know, I fish it a lot. Um, I, I uh, for practice, the only section I didn't know was from the takeout up about two miles, Mm-hmm. Um, so I always, la- I never have done a float. I always launch paddle downstream or upstream, you know, and then pedal, pedal or paddle back to, back to my put in. Um, so I cover little sections at a time, you know, so, but I know them all except, so in practice I went and did that. Um, 
and you saw it it's real wide down at the towards the city towards the bottom of our takeout um and like nick said the water was a, quite a bit higher than um and there's a lot more uh current and i actually caught two 18s within an hour um down there you know near that bridge mm-hmm. um so I stopped fishing. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to paddle back up the next mile. I left that, you know, that mile alone um, and had decent success as well, catching, you know, keeper fish at least um, in practice. Um, and I say practice, I mean, I go out and fish the White River three days a week anyway. So it's not like, yeah. it's not like it was like I was taking this super, super seriously, but I wanted to do well. Yeah. Um, so... I also checked out a, a section way up north um, near like Anderson, Noblesville area. Um, you know, probably for those that don't know the White River, it's probably 20 miles north, maybe more of where we fished, 20, 30 miles north. Mm-hmm. Um, and up there, it's a lot smaller. It's, it fishes a lot more like a creek. I think there are a lot more fish, but I think there are less big fish. Um, I, you know, I think you can, you could probably catch a, a lot more 16s, but you're not going to, I don't, at least my personal opinion is you're not, going to have that chance at a, at a real big 21 incher, um, yeah. up, up North, you know, there's just less water. Um, so anyway, I, I went up there and I decided I was just going to, regardless of pressure, I was going to go with what I was comfortable with, which was, you know, the stretch that we did. Um, and to start the day I got, you know, on my spot on, um, this one of my first spots, um, I kind of figured a lot of people would launch there, but I didn't think it would be quite as packed as it was, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah. Like, I was like, okay, I'll give Brad the bridge, and I know Nick likes to go up to his spot. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll paddle down to the, the first riffle and post up there. And there was already – Aiden was posted up, you know, at the top of the riffle. I was like, okay, well, there's not that much water. I'm going to go to the bottom of the riffle. Um, so we were a few hundred yards apart. It wasn't like I was, you know, encroaching on him or anything. But anyways – uh, so I anchor up, and on my second cast, I hooked a. I was throwing a Kitek um, on like a like a heavy jig head, um, like a swim bait jig head, and uh, I liked I like to throw swim baits that touch the bottom on the White River. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's kind of my go-to. I decided that I didn't want to do top water. Um, I don't have that much confidence in it, uh, so I didn't even bring a top water rod. Um, turned out that I think a lot of people didn't have that great of success on top water. So I think I got kind of yeah, lucky yeah. that I just was like. I'm just going to commit to not bringing one. Um, I'm not that confident in it. So anyway, second cast, I catch a 17 and a quarter on that Kitek. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good. Um, fish that section for a little bit more after I measure it and then cruise on down. And there, funny enough, there were two guys that uh, that were, were fishing right alongside me and Nick uh, after Nick had caught up. And they weren't fishing the tournament. They were in some really yeah. nice acts. Like they're in like a new canoe and like a an old town autopilot. He didn't have the engine or the motor in, but so so they they're fishing and they're like, you know, I'm assuming they're in the tournament. You know, we're talking. And they're like, oh wait, there's a tournament. All right, well, I guess I'll give I'll, you know I'll, I'll stay out of your way. You know, if you want a section, just tell me. Uh, you know, I won't hit the bank. So I'm like, all right, that's cool. Whatever. I'm thinking I'm not gonna see these guys all day. Well, <laughs> they floated with us for a while. Yeah. Uh, they were nice. They were cool guys, you know, definitely. But uh, when you when you're trying to win a tournament, I was like, oh come on! The one time that there's people yeah. at 6 a.m. at this launch that aren't in the tournament. Um, so so funny enough, uh, not far downstream from where I caught my first fish, maybe a few hundred yards, I uh, I'm still throwing that Kitek and I catch a 18 and three quarter. So this is within 20 minutes. I got an 18 and three quarter and a 17 and a quarter. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good. Those guys come over. Um, and take my picture with the fish, which was cool of them to do. 
Um, you know, and then jokingly enough, they're like, you're telling me if I catch a 20, you're not going to take a picture of it and submit it to you <laughs> tournament. Like, like they're like, come on, man. I was like, no, nah, like it ain't worth it. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to win if I got to do that. And they're yeah. kind of, and I think, but I, I'm not kidding you five minutes later, they, they catch a 20 inch smallmouth. <laughs> in his defense, it was river. I never would have fished. He was. He was like, yeah, man, I gave you the deep bank, which he did. I was fishing the other, the, the right bank. They were on the left. And it was like a foot of water on a grass flat. Um, and hmm. he pulled it at 20, which would have, which would have been, I think, big fish of the day. Right. I think only one other guy caught a 20. Yeah. Something like that. I think so. Yeah. So, um, so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, so anyway, I was, I was sitting pretty good. Um, I was sitting, sitting pretty good. Um, and this was early on, like I said, so I just, I just kept grinding that same, uh, that swim, swim bait pattern, um, thinking, you know, if they're going to hit top water, they're probably going to hit a swim bait kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so then, you know, here's where the pressure comes in. You know, Nick had caught up to me by this point, um, and we were chatting, you know, about him getting the fish off the board. And I said, I caught a couple and we would, we would go down to the next spot. Like I'd paddle ahead of those, those two guys that were fishing and, and then Aiden be like anchored up at the next hole throwing his net rig. <laughs> And like I said, I know, I know that section really well. And I'd be like, okay, I'm going to paddle down, park here, take my time at this next riffle, and he'd be there, you know? So I kind of like fished behind him a bit. And then the, it kept it kept happening for a while. And then eventually I decided just to paddle out like a half mile ahead um, into this next spot further downstream. And I, I'm not catching anything after this. I mean, for hours, I didn't catch anything. Maybe like a couple dinks here and there. Nothing, mm-hmm. no cues. Um so I finally paddled down to this like deep, deeper rocky bank um, that I uh, caught him in, and uh, you know that, that earlier that week. And it was like Brad, you probably fished the, the heck out of it. It was like a few hundred yards long, just before a bridge. Yep, um, that's where I caught my four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so get this. So I paddle ahead of everybody, right? So like to where I pass whatever six or seven guys near uh, the rocky ripple area, and so I'm like, okay, I'm good. Well, these two guys had had paddled upstream to that rocky bank as i got to it so they were just going back and forth back and forth which which i was going to do i was going to do two laps on it um so you must have got that clean water after everybody cleared out um because i didn't catch anything on that bank nick you caught a couple didn't you on that stretch that little bank there yeah i had uh two i'm gonna approximate at 16 15 and a half inches come off at the boat yeah but one was uh I think on a Nico rig, because uh, I was getting bored and desperate. And then I think when I switched over to uh, the Ned, um, yeah, I mean that's what I should have done. Yeah, yeah that, that's what I was throwing too, because I was I was trying to get that limit, man. So I was yeah. throwing that Ned rig. Yeah, yeah, I kind of take the opposite approach. I I try and throw like moving baits until I, you know until I can't get a bite, and then I'll throw the Ned. So about. Three or four hours into the day, I switched to the net and I threw it the rest of the day. Um, I think, like you guys, I caught a lot of fish. You know, once we switched to the net, they were just so small. Um, I did end up getting a fifteen and a, I think fifteen and a half um, on the net in a random place. It was like a grass, like a deep sandy, like sandy area, like with grass on the bank. Mm-hmm. It was like a random cast. Like I, I don't know why he was sitting there. Um, thinking back, I probably should have anchored up and fished that there might've, they might've been several of them in there. I'm not sure. Um, so anyway, at this point, um, you know, I, 
I'm throwing the net and I get uh, I get my limit. I get like a 13 and a 12 fishing a little riffle. So I'm happy I got my limit. I look at the leaderboard and I'm in, I'm in fourth. I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Like there's 78 guys in here. Like this is my yeah. first tournament. I was like, it was cool, man. I, I think if I wasn't um, like hanging out with you guys fishing, you know, fishing with Nick, um, I probably would have been a little more nervous, but I like, I wanted it to be fun, you know, like yeah. I, I tend to have like be super competitive. Um, I always have been. And, and I think that that can take away from your experience sometimes. So I was, I was trying to just, you know, just have fun and fish, um, which I did. I had a great time. So, so in, in moral story, I, I ended up in ninth after the leaderboard turned off. Um, some guys submitted some more fish um, and I wasn't able to upgrade. Uh, so I, I had a good tournament. It was fun. Um, I really like, I really like fishing the white river. Um, I think, uh, I don't know. I think, I think kayak fishing is just, is just awesome because you can get to water that like boats can't, you know, like we didn't, yeah. there were no boats on that, that section. There are sections where boats can go, but man, if, if boats hit that, that you wouldn't catch a fish ever. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, we're going to get to that. Cause yeah. Yeah. Nick, nice Nick told me a story that I want him to retell here in a little bit. It's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> no, the, uh, yeah, you, you mentioned like you don't like the uh, tournaments to have that like super competitive feel, and I, I completely agree with that, man. Um, I was always hesitant to do tournaments for that reason because I always thought it'd take away the fun of fishing, and it does to a point. Like this White River tournament, I I was frustrated for you know like the better half of the day. And uh, it just wasn't fun. I broke a rod. I lost fish. I caught a bunch of dinks, you know, nothing yeah. I could submit. But, yeah, I completely agree with, with what that, you said about that. That was legitimately the most small fish I've seen come out of the White River. Uh, and, uh, I mean, that I've, that I've caught. And yeah. I, and like, like Nick, I said, cause like it, Nick, because that's you, because you throw the frog on the White River all the time. You don't throw the net. Uh, I'm trying <laughs> new things. I like throwing frogs and rats and, <laughs> and big jigs and, uh, you know, but, you know, like uh, east of where we were in Indianapolis, there's a creek called the Fall Creek. Um, there are sections you can 100% uh, put a kayak on. Uh, I used to wade it a bunch. Big fish in that little creek. Um, I've also caught a ton of eight to 11 inch fish and that was like i said when i finally did put a ned rig on and i know you can i've caught big fish on a ned rig we all have uh they, they catch giant fish they also catch a lot of small fish yeah. uh, and when i finally put one on i caught fish that day i probably caught i don't know 12 or 10 12 fish in a two out an hour and a half or whatever when i finally put one on it was just like okay i'm gonna do this um I mean, only one of them are, was worth, or two of them was worth much. Uh, yeah. But I've not had a day where I've like caught little dinks like that in a while. Now I'll, I'll have days where I catch eleven and twelve inch smallmouth or uh, largemouth in, in sections, but not those eight inchers, not those jimmies. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the most I've seen out of there in a long time. I think it has something to do with like the the weather. Yeah. Once it gets so hot like that, those big smallmouth, they, they either sit They're in that super hot. fast. Yeah. They sit in the super fast water where you wouldn't think to cast or deep, you know? Yeah. yeah I, I've never, I mean, I can't, I'm trying to think of that Rocky ripple stretch last summer. I, I mean, I think I caught like a, I don't know, 18 and three quarter, almost 19 on a hot day around this time. But mm-hmm. I feel like the bigger fish on the, on the river, um, especially in August for whatever reason, 
they're skittish they're spooky mm-hmm. the water gets super clear um and, and there are times in the white river where you see like it looks like the you know like the serengeti of like just carp and channel cats sometimes <laughs> it, it's crazy it's crazy like that rocky ripple stretch last summer man like i was i went out there and grind was grinding for like four or five hours uh and i was just watching giant 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 channels everywhere giant carp and then it's like where are these smallies i know they're here and and then you find a 17 or whatever and it's like okay i've had two bites uh and i've scared a thousand other giant fish uh but i think that's a lot of rivers and like i said i think a lot of that contributes to um the dam that josh is talking about that it was gone that's closer to downtown it's a giant giant dam and I think that dropped the water level when it blew out. I think that was two springs ago. Uh, I've been told anywhere to a foot and a half to three feet. Yeah, mm. they called it Lake Indy. That section around yes. it called it Lake Indy. People would water ski on it. And yeah, I mean, you saw. I mean, you saw Brad. It was like you know two feet deep most of the river. Yeah. So, so where we were taking out at 29th Street, if we would have gone down another two blocks. On the uh, on the east side of the river, there's uh, there are boat launches that start yeah. all along White River Parkway. Um, I actually, some buddies and I, when the world is actually the real world, we uh, ride bikes from Broad Ripple where where we put in at to the Indy 500. So we ride down through there, and there are three or four parks along the river right there where you can put a boat on. Now I don't know that you can right now. I, I'm assuming you can't. Uh, or, I mean I wouldn't. Uh, but yeah, so that was like, like Josh said, that was Lake Indy right there. Uh, I would have loved to have fished that when it was Lake Indy, but that dam blew out before I had a kayak. So whatever. I, I figured you'd be the kind to encourage the boaters to take their boat out there. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Bring your boat. Oh, right out there. now, 100%, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Like the guys who blew by me yesterday. It's like, oh, you know, if you find a stump, no big deal. You'll be all right. <laughs> After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I saw those videos you posted on your Instagram story. I didn't even I post like, them. I was that not happy about it because when I, we were coming back at me, like on the way back by 15 feet through a nice wake yeah. and they went between myself and another boat because they're real class X. Jeez. I thought it'd be clear because of the 500 yesterday. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, let, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, there, There's areas where, there's boats that go on here that they buzz you like that, um, and it's, it's kind of not safe to fish there, right? Um, most, let me, let's go back a little bit on that. So where we put in the launch north of, of that, where we met where we met Alan and um, Josh Shrinko and Aaron Kimball, yeah. uh, that's Broad Ripple Park. There's a public boat launch there. 
which you should be. That's great. It's deep enough in spots. It's kind of like a channel. Um, but there are some really shallow spots. There's a lot of wood in the water. And most people on it are great boaters. There's a lot of pontoons, people hanging out. They give you the nice little wave. Uh, and then there's the people who fly. But you can have bass boats on there, you know, or a jet boat or whatever. And if you're on that and you're hauling, that's cool. And most of the people on the bass boats, they give you space because they know what you're doing too. It's pretty obvious when we're in one of our kayaks versus, you know, a paddleboard or, or a wreck kayak. Um, and most people are really great. Some people aren't. Um, that little video that I didn't actually post of those guys flying by me, they were just, they came between myself and a pontoon when they went within 15 feet of me. Just blew through, went to the end of the river, turned around, and then came back. Yeah, this is like a three-mile <laughs> stretch of river where you could run a boat, like max, like th three miles. Yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. Maybe you can get up um, to the 82nd Street area. After that, it's real sketchy and shallow, and yeah. a lot of rock up that way. Um, but, you know, I've seen some cool boats out there. Most everyone, like I said, I have friends that live on the White River, uh, most of the people are awesome, but there are some times when um, people aren't or uh, I've about been hit by a jet ski. Uh, that was real close. The guy saw me. It, that sucked. Um, he about took a paddle to the face because uh, <laughs> he was close enough where it could have could have been a thing. Um, I actually went into that that little spot yesterday uh, and there was actually two guys fishing of a bass, but were super cool. Uh, just trolling around. But yeah, uh, it's kind of a different spot on, on that section of the white. Uh, I've caught some nice fish out there. Yesterday was a grind. Uh, I threw a ton of stuff. I never threw the net because I'm stubborn. And uh, I did catch one. Yeah, I caught one on a thunder cricket, um, mostly because it had a, um, the blade was a, a matte uh, green pumpkin. It looked okay in the water. It wasn't too flashy because of the water clarity. I caught one on a jig. But Big fish on that spot. Somebody recently, uh, Josh and I were talking about it last week. Guy pulled, picked up a 21 inch smallmouth somewhere that looked to be in town ish. 21 and a half. 21 wow. and a half. Yeah. It's, it's the biggest river fish I think I've ever seen. I mean, it looked like it was all of five and a half pounds. I mean, it was huge. Yeah. A Andy Knott, I think, is his name. He's a cool guy. I've met him a couple times. Yeah. It was a oh. tank. That, that is a pretty big fish. I don't think I've ever seen one that big out of my river here. I mean, that's but, the biggest one I've seen out of the White River. Yeah. Me too. I, think, I think, what, Josh has caught some 21s out of the White? No. My PB is a 20.5. Um, but it was it was like four and a quarter pounds, so it was fat. It was post-spawn and feeding. Um, I, Brad, I think I showed you where that spot is, too. Yeah, you did. I, I casted there for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the problem with where we launched is is and I, I run into this a lot is like it's it's really overfished. It's a park. So there's people always always there and, and a lot of the people eat the fish too, I think. Like I mean yeah. you see people with the five gallon buckets and so it's it's really beat up. That's why that's another reason I think after after a big rain when nobody's out there, you can actually get to the fish and they're not so 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 um skittish. But but yeah, I mean that that was the biggest one I ever caught. I don't know if I ever i'm chasing them but <laughs> i don't know they're they're out there they're there yeah they're there it's impressive you have already caught a 20 inch fish and you've been doing it for a year see i've been fishing the river six years here seven no eight 
eight years here. My biggest is 19 three quarter. That close. I mean, we don't have the quality you guys do. That's for sure. Why is that? Yeah, I wonder why that is. I don't know. I it, just not sure. You just don't have quite the agricultural runoff we have. <laughs> I guess make some super freak. But that is one of the cool things, though, about the white is um, there is grass there. And um, like I said, that spot we were talking about with the boats, there's a ton of grass in the water. Uh, it doesn't always sometimes it makes it really great fishing. I've had really good days in that spot. You know, that's not usually now. That's usually um, end of May, beginning of June before it really, really comes in. And like they're there. There's great largemouth fishing, too. Uh, you mm-hmm. can and you can kind of target them if you figure them out, figure them out. But where we started, where I where that first fish I caught on um, a couple weeks ago, where it came off the board, the six days before on that Sunday, nineteen and a half right there, uh, <laughs> wow. same spot, almost same spot, ten feet from where I caught the one. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So yeah. I guess if you want to catch a twenty, you just got to come over here. I, I'm I'm gonna come back before the end of the year. Spe- like should do something fall to fall. Yeah, yeah. fall yeah. bite in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm hunting now. I'm in that uh, paddle and fin noobs tournament. Shout out to uh, Milford and Sean for setting that up. I'm having a blast with yeah. that. Nick's in it too. Thanks, um, guys. I was in. Uh, I was in first a lot of the month just from all smallmouth. I, I want to win this. I want to beat all these southern guys with just smallmouth. Uh, Heck yeah, dude! I think I'm in fourth now, and some guy just put up 103. So <laughs> I heard that. I was like. Did it in one day too. One day. Everybody in that tournament, they're supposedly noobs, but they put up way more inches than I do. Hammers. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. they are. I'm like, dang, man. Yeah, I got cool though. It's cool. Like fifth. (laughs) Yeah, that's impressive. 90 inches is impressive, smallmouth wise. Um, so there's uh, there. I was going to talk about this area a little bit up north of where we fished. It looks like there's. Two neighborhood lakes that connect to the river. Yeah, we Have were. You guys ever fished? Is no. that what you were talking about? Uh, what area? Uh, it's above Broad Ripple, like pretty close to Broad Ripple. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick fished yesterday, right? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was in the first one yesterday. Yeah. Are, you, are you allowed to go all the way up in the neighborhood? Um, the first one is like a is a big they're like two big bays uh and they were old strip pits that were used to build 465 which is the highway that goes around but uh yeah they stop before you get in the neighborhood now the second one if you keep going up and around that is a big bay that's filled in now with sediment for the most part there's fish in there but it does go back into a neighborhood but they have it buoy markered off so you can't go back there okay yeah it's like a little finger kind of i don't know if you can see that yeah. 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 That's where it's buoyed off right there. Yeah. You can't so get in there. That was traditional. Uh, well, before I talked to you guys and was going to float with you, I was going to float that whole section. I was looking at all these little islands that are through here. I'm like, man, that looks like some good area. Um. Well, the nice thing, well, the, the potentially good news with, with that particular bay 
is that a friend of mine who lives on the river is a, is a biologist. He does a lot of his studies are wildlife studies related to uh, new infrastructure. So a greenway, something's putting in through a wetland or whatever. He goes in and gives it the yes or no. But anyways, he also sits on some committees for the White River. And there's been talk to go in that particular bay where you're talking about because there is so much sediment push um, off the river right there because it comes around a, a channel swing and mm-hmm. that, that lake is back here. I'm going to call it a lake for the sake of this conversation. But a lot of that is – they're still deep in the middle, but it's a lot of sand sediment. So there's been talk to actually dredge that sand out and rebuild uh, that section of river to make it like a more of a peninsula and then mm. make it still have an opening there to go into that bay, but sort of rebuild the river so that it can swing through and keep pushing south and hopefully – improve some flow there nice that that'd be kind of cool you know like throwing some riprap in there and all that stuff yeah. who new, knows if it'll habitat happen. yeah that would be it, cool. it'd be great I well, don't what's have... the guy's name uh, uh your neil buddy. what's his last name bennett neil bennett i'm gonna have to remember that because i might have him on or somebody uh he's a good guy let me know uh he knows a lot about wildlife and he wore, used to work out west after after he went to college, uh, Muncie, Ball State. Nice, that's cool. Yeah, I like yeah. talking to people like that. It, it, interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever fished? I I, I saw also looking at the map here it, that the river, um, forks off in the east and west, way up north. Yeah. Have you guys fished up there? I have not. Um the closest or from Indy that I fished, I'm from Muncie, Indiana. Again, where ball state is and, uh, growing up, my buddies and I used to do some weight fishing in the white river. Uh, did a John boat or two float when I had one. And, uh, yeah, that's Indian. There is where I fished, uh, the white river. And that's still the East work up there, right? Yeah. 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 On that side. So I think the wet, the West, it splits the West work South of Indy, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. No, I, I don't have any experience with it either. From what from what I understand, just from listening to you know the Smalley Talk guys, sounds like it's a completely different river, just the same name. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah it's kind of, it's probably similar to uh, we have a, a river called the Little Miami, and then the East Fork Little Miami. So it's probably similar to that. Yeah, yeah. I think that yeah. that runs through. Col- I don't even know where it goes. It goes through Columbus, then west. Yeah, it goes like southwest. I think. Yeah, I've, I've not fished it. Illinois border. <laughs> So when I was scouting for this trip, I, I was sitting here. I just followed the river all the way. And then I, I came to the fork up there, and then I followed that one all the way back down to Indianapolis. I was like, man, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was completely lost. Didn't know where I was going at all. <laughs> but I like how that uh, for the, the IKA, IKA tournament, that it's basically from Anderson through what, downtown? Or does it go through the south end of town? No, we got out at the bottom. That next launch, that was, those boat ramps are, is the bottom. So, yeah, Anderson okay. to, like, 29th Street area. Okay. Um, so, I think that when I looked at it, it was, like, 40 miles a river or something like that, um, okay. which is pretty good. But, like you said, I mean, the White River is a few hundred miles long. Um, and it, it ranges, you know. Like, up up in Noblesville, there's a really, really good stretch of river. Um, but there's – pleasure kayakers by the thousand so you got to avoid that stretch you know (laughs) yeah i do the same thing on my home river uh we're debating on a stretch next weekend or this weekend for a tournament and uh 
they they don't launch they don't launch until 10 a.m. I told my buddy I was like we we we'll be four hours downstream by the time they launch. So I think I think it'd be doable. You know, it has good. Yeah, we some some of my bike polo buddies and I last summer we did a stretch uh, on the Sugar Creek in June last year when there was actually some water in it, and we did a I think like an eight mile float or whatever. And we got to three miles in and we got right to the spot where the tubers and were, were coming in. And, uh, you know, they were all cool, but it changes how you do things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I about took out a whole family at the takeout going down those rapids <laughs> on a – I had my kayak for like three weeks, couldn't <laughs> see a rock, almost flipped, kicked <laughs> off another one to dig in. This guy's like, what are you doing? Like, dude, I about took out your eight-year-old. <laughs> I yeah, couldn't I see because like of the rugby tournament. <laughs> I fished like a GRBY tournament last weekend on Sugar Creek, and um, I got yeah, same thing. I did like a seven and a half mile section, and I about mid morning I got to a point where a bunch of tubers were putting in under this bridge, so I like paddled paddled ahead of them. But man, it was you're done. They're fun. They're they're fun. <laughs> you, you gotta go. You gotta go by them. I was like, I'm gonna go a full mile in front of these guys. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I've I've always caught uh, fish down on this river uh, near me, and there's a bunch of pleasure kayakers and stuff like that. And you you catch a fish right in front of them, they all start like cheering and stuff, because they're they're all like drunk and stuff, you know, going down yeah. in a tube. And they're like, yeah, he got right. a fish. I'm gonna bring pole next time. <laughs> yeah. Well, we put in for the tournament. That's a pedestrian bridge that goes overhead right there. Yeah. So, I mean, I know Josh, you've had the same thing. Someone's watched you catch a fish and been like off the bridge, going, "Dude, you catch one!" And then, you know, you yeah. hold it up. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it happens. Sometimes you get an audience right there. It's, it's kind of fun at times. I, yeah, yeah, I got a pretty funny story on that bridge. Um, <laughs> I was I was fishing under that, and in this guy. Uh, you know, people are kind of like amazed with the like fishing kayaks, you know, like yeah. I'm like around and they're like, like they're always curious, you know, so this guy's up on the, up on the bridge above and he's just asking about the kayak and, you know, you fish out here. Is there fish in this river? Like it's a river that goes through the heart of Indianapolis. Doesn't look clean. It actually is pretty clean. Is. All things considered. I mean, it's clear. Um, anyway, you know, he's, he's, I'm talking to him and then I hook into like a good fish, like, I don't know, 17 inch or so. Um, and he's like, that's awesome, man. And he was like that. And I'm like, yeah, man, it's, you know, it's a small mouth. You know, he didn't know what it was and stuff. So I'm telling him about it, whatever we're chatting. It's, it's cool. And he's like, Hey, uh, I'm pretty hungry. Can I eat that? <laughs> <laughs> you, you should have looked at him and like. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history designed by John Browning. The 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U S military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Oh, my bad. I dropped it. Sorry. I I think I like, I think I fumbled it or I don't know what I did, but I was so shook. And then he... (laughs) He, uh, before I, before we, he asked me if he could eat it, he asked where I launched. So I pointed, you know, I was like not far downstream. So then, um, you know, I, I put the fish back. I was like, oh, sorry, whatever. You know, I wouldn't eat fish out of here, you know, uh, yeah. which I really wouldn't, you know, I don't, 
I don't think you should out of, you know, the metropolitan Indianapolis area. Um, anyways, so, so I'm coming back at, after the end of my day and it's like, you know, it's like dark, whatever, like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. And, and no joke, this guy who was sitting behind a bush at the launch, I mean, and he pops out and he's like, Hey, were you the one with the, with the fish? I was like, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, I didn't even know who it was. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I caught a fish. Uh, he's like, well, man, like I'm homeless. So if like, you could just keep them for me and give them to me next time. I was like, oh, I did not read that situation. Like <laughs> from what was happening. Like, I did not know that he was like asking to keep the fish. <laughs> like I, yeah. it was so random, but, uh, that's kind of a tough situation because you don't you, you feel bad for the guy, but then you don't want to hurt the fishery, you know. For sure, yeah. I mean, I'd I'd rather give buy the guy a meal than you know. The, yeah. <laughs> you start taking smallmouth out out of a river like that, you know. I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. You know, bass fishermen and the people listening to this podcast probably don't you know keep a lot of fish out of rivers, but mm-hmm. um, I know on our section, I. Uh, I know of some people that were netting the entire river. So uh, I ran into a guy who saw them. Uh, they took like a net that he said looked like a tennis net and they walked across the entire river and walked upstream with it. And he said they had like 20 smallmouth that were over two pounds. Uh, they kept yeah. them all? Huh? They kept them all? They kept them all. Yeah, he, he called the DNR on them. I mean, he they, they didn't care. They, they were gone before, you know, they came. But stuff like recently? that. Yeah, yeah. So you know, um, the the bridge, um, the bridge where there's like, uh, what is that park? Um, Holiday Park. Yeah, Holiday Park. The bridge before Holiday Park. Uh, Meridian. Meridian, yeah, Meridian area. Um, Giving away spots. Yeah, they they used to stack up there. I haven't fished. I I haven't caught a fish there all all summer. Anyway, that that stuff kind of stuff breaks my heart. So I hope people like. Just take care of the river, you know. I mean, it's it's fragile, you know. A section yeah. of river like that only had twenty smallmouth. You know what I mean? Like, um, it it takes ten years for a river for a smallmouth to get to be nineteen inches. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, I think people listen to this podcast know all that, and uh, but uh, oh yeah, it's, it's, for it's the most part, it's, it's frustrating. You know, it's yeah. frustrating. Yeah, for the mo- for the most part, everybody who listens is catch and release, and they understand that kind of thing. And how important it is. I know I do because here in Ohio, man, it, everything's overfished. Uh, uh, we I've seen guys posting pictures of keeping like three, four pound smallmouth out of here. I'm like, come on. I know. Yeah. That, 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 oh, I think there's a lot of fishing right now anyways with uh, mm-hmm. everything with COVID, uh, yeah. which is a good thing if people let them go. Uh, yeah. And, there, and there's times where not particular, I, don't, I wouldn't do this on a river, but if you're in a lake, and you reach your slot limit, and there's a lot of them. It's oh, healthy. Sure. It's healthy for the fishery. Uh, yeah, it just is. Now on the White River, uh, with you know the smallmouth, their main, um, the main predator is looking for them is that uh, there's bald eagles and osprey and heron and flatheads everywhere. Now I'm kind of surprised we didn't see any bald eagles on that run that we did. Um, I, I know did today. you did today. Yeah, one. Uh, okay, cool. Because there's, I, I've seen, I saw three one day in Rocky Ripple last, uh, about this time last year. But there's Big Osprey. I saw turkey vultures yesterday on the Broadwell Park launch run. I saw like five of those. 
but in front of my buddy's house who lives right on the river, uh, he sees, you know, Eagle and Osprey all the time. So they're out there. Um, so they, there, there are predators to the fish, especially right now with the water low and clear, but they don't need any more. And I think they had a good spawn this year on the river. The, it, this spring, we didn't get the giant uh, fluctuations of rain. It stayed yeah. pretty consistent because yeah. the last couple of years, I mean, it, it just went up and down. Um, it was pretty consistent this year. So, so I, again, I'm not a biologist. I'm just an idiot who fishes and listens to some podcasts. Um, <laughs> I, but it, from what I know, I think they had a pretty they, they should have had a good spawn and – you know, hopefully we get a couple good more, but that's not going to happen if you're netting a 200-foot-wide section of a river. Yeah. I, I would have lost my mind at that. That would have yeah, been a I would too. Yeah, it, a guy who told me was a guy fishing the bank, um, and I was like, wait, are you kidding me? And he was like, yeah, like he's like, I waited around for the DNR, but those guys were long gone, so – that that's like the extreme you know uh i agree like if you catch i mean if you catch a fish in the lake there's a and there's a bunch of them and you're obeying the law and everything that's fine you know i oh, think yeah. it's just so much more delicate you know it really is yeah i agree man and i actually saw i actually got stopped by dnr yesterday um really well he was on a boat because on the section north there um he was checking everybody there were some guys uh and a bass boat behind me and I made sure I was turned around to look and he was over there checking the license, which great, you know, all for it. Um, obviously I have my fishing licenses, so no big deal. Um, but yeah, but he was there because he could be on a boat. Uh, I have seen them around, but sounds like it's, uh, you know, not a lot of resources for a lot of water. Yeah. yeah. And really, what are you gonna do? We, we, out of all uh, out of all the years that I've fished the uh, river here, we uh, we've only seen a DNR officer once and had me check on the river. They they don't. It's just something they don't patrol, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's hard. They should. It's hard. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that's a bummer about that spot. Uh, I used to fish down there when the water was up, um, right there at the park. I had a day last yeah. summer where I caught ten or twelve on a 90 plopper the water was ripping and they were between those two little natural islands and i was throwing you know gorilla cast from the bank just throwing it up there <laughs> yeah. as hard as i could and just ripping a plopper and they were blowing it up uh, awesome. that, that was a good spot right there yeah i caught my first uh i think my first ever smallmouth there so like i said i grew up on the ohio river but there are a smallmouth in the ohio river but for the most part it's muddy sloppy not great so i had never caught a smallmouth until september and it was like it was like a 16 incher and i was like oh my god it's the biggest thing i've ever seen <laughs> like taking pictures of it you know like like that's cool going crazy but uh yeah brad uh i wanted to ask you how how does uh like how does the white river fish compared to like your rivers in dayton they they look similar from pictures but is it yeah is it yeah they're, they're actually real similar um your guys' riffles are more textbook, I'd say. Like, go, going through all the riffle, riffles we did, I would turn around and look at them. I'm like, man, this is a beautiful cross riffle. And then you have, like, eddies on both sides, you know? Yeah. Um, um, we have riffles here that they'll... 
I don't know. I just don't catch fish in them that much. I just think they get hammered a lot, you know? So yeah. I, I usually always fish the deeper parts. Um, one of my favorite spots right now is 15 foot deep hole. I got another 11 foot bank that I like to uh, fish. And then, man, that's where, deep. yeah, for a river, that's real deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my pre spawn spot, I got a couple of those. It gets 15 feet deep up to 11 feet, and then it jumps up to three feet real fast, and it's just a flat. And it that's where I caught 90 inches in my second tournament in five hours. Okay. That little, yeah, and, I uh, posted about yeah, that was, that was a, a good, good day. Stuff. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well done. That's the days you dream about right there. Yeah. But, yeah, for the most part, they're, they're pretty similar. That's why I, I figured if I went over there, I'd, I'd still catch fish, you know. Yeah, I think I think Brad, I think you would have put up eighty inches if we went on a day when there wasn't a tournament. Just that pressure is tough on our, you know. I mean, yeah, so many people and with the water low and clear like that in the spring, it might not matter. You know, there's just waters up high. You're not spooking everything, but with all those people going through there, it's, it was tough. Do you do you um are you throwing like like summertime baits? Like, are you primarily throwing slow like neds in the deep water? I do I do it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I also I've been throwing this uh spinner bait a lot lately. Uh Kitex swim bait on the Wicked Willow. Yeah. I know I know you're not a big fan of it like me, but <laughs> I've been doing pretty well on it. And then well, of course whopper ploppers and I, I like to throw the whopper plopper in that fast moving current that has the big huge boulders, you know. Yeah, and you have water just coming rushing around the big boulders. It seems like I have luck luck there in the summertime on whopper ploppers. Yeah, but, tell you what, man, that that spinner bait though bite in the springtime, April mm-hmm. and May, water's up a little bit, a little cloudy. I like one with the uh, Colorado blade on the back. Yep. Uh, woo, Finesse, Finesse uh, the Finesse spinner bait, uh, War Eagle. That's my favorite. Uh, I I like. Two, I like the uh, Booyah makes a it's like a seven dollar spinner, spinnerbait or whatever, six bucks. It's called their Tux and Tails or Tux and Tail or something, and it has a long trailer, uh, or a long skirt and yeah. like six blade, like six uh, strands or whatever. And that thing is golden in the water, it looks so good. They hammer that thing, and then uh, Josh's boy Wheeler, his uh, river special, yeah, from, uh, accent, uh. That one with that little that little uh, orange blade on it, um, mm. they hate it. Uh, yeah. I, I've been looking for one like that, and I thought War Eagle made it, but it's yeah. You can one. order them directly from uh, their website, and they're also on Tackle Warehouse. Um, I ordered them directly from their site just because they're here. Yeah. It's, an, it's an Indianapolis company. I was too. about to say that. Yeah, Indianapolis yeah. company. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I'm not going to say I'm like best friends with Jacob Wheeler or anything like yeah, that. He's a friend of a friend, but, but funny story that, that broader pull stretch where all the boats go, uh, that's where Jacob Wheeler cut his teeth. He lives near yep. or he grew up there, you know, and fishing those Wednesday night tournaments. And yep. so it's kind of funny, you know, he grew up on the white river, uh, fishing. That's that that, is pretty cool. That and Geist Lake. Um, yep. yeah, pretty funny. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't love those spinner baits in clear water. I think that that river yeah. special is made for dirty water. It is. It is. I mean, yeah. it's a, for me, I'm throwing that in the spring. Um, any sort of bladed, anything that I'm throwing right now, it, it'll be either one of the jackhammers, um, 
where it's not a silver or gold blade, whether it's the painted black blade or whatever, or one of my uh, Lucky 7 uh, bladed jigs where uh, I like the all black one with it has a black blade. Uh, yeah. So you don't get the flash. You get the vibration, no flash. And I, I kind of like that as a as a rule that I try to follow when it's uh, Bluebirds guys. I don't yeah. I don't like the flash, especially now. And and well, you Josh and I uh, fished last Wednesday out on Geist, and I caught a couple fish. And it was on um, it was actually a Strike King Thunder Cricket, but it had that painted blade. You weren't getting yeah. flash from it, and I it was a green pumpkin reddish with a uh, uh, Kitech one of the easy shiners, not one of the fat impacts. It has the the thinner body. You get a yeah. It's, it's a little more finessey. Um, but yeah, that's. But the springtime on the river, man. Those In big, some eddies. Woo! Those big gaudy yeah. ones with that orange and that big gold blade kicking behind it. Man, you can do some damage. Yeah, I'm getting me one. I love Dude, the they're good. Bait bite. They're good. That's awesome. Well, like like I've you know I started um, working with Lucky Seven baits out of South Florida uh, a couple months ago. Um, I've not thrown their spinner baits yet, but they have one this golden one um that sean makes that i'm going to definitely pick a couple up next time i make an order and i think it's a triple bladed spinner bait but the gold on it i i think in the springtime it will be super super good it, it, it looks like every other kind of spinner bait that i like to throw uh i think i would i think it comes with a with a willow on the uh, as the main blade which i could change out for a colorado if it fits and i think it'd be awesome yeah. yeah, I, I agree. I think so. So something that I that I do, um, and and I don't know if there's any science behind this or not. I mean, everybody who fishes likes to think what they're doing is for science and not just random. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think gold on the river is a lot better. I think if you if you look at the minnows and the bait fish, they're like they're like golden colored minnows. They're not like you're not seeing gizzard shad on the on the river. You know what I mean? Like there might be pockets where there's shad up in those neighborhood um, yeah. lakes, whatever you want to call them. There probably is some shad up there, but uh, I don't know. I don't see a whole lot of like shiny silver bait fish. I think th- at least that's how I justify it. I, I like when I throw swim baits. I, th- I like to throw small swim baits a lot. Like um like the z-man minnows i throw them a little, little ball head jig i just want i want bottom contact but I, I like gold um for whatever reason same thing with the spinner bait uh, i like the, i like the gold blades a lot um in, in the river i don't know why that is i, I think it's i like to think it's because the, the the minnows are more of a golden than a silver but i don't know i've heard that before i know there's a lot of people that love gold over the silver too but i don't know i don't know either i like the gold i knew that yeah but um yeah we're at an hour so all right i could talk river fishing forever man <laughs> this is fun Heck yeah we we can do it again i i I'll need to come back out there fish with you guys again soon well we got to put some pressure on on sam uh in allen oh, for, for the, the turkey, turkey bowl. bowl yeah which i understand yeah, why he doesn't want to do it because you can't get together afterwards but yeah uh, you can you Forget can't. That. What does that have to stand outside in the parking lot where it's cold in November in Indiana? <laughs> Do, so, are our restaurants not open yet? They think? are. They are. They are. I mean, it's, we could probably go and just wear the masks. You know. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, I do. It's not like we're going to be holding hands and stuff. Right, right. <laughs> you might, you might not be. <laughs> I'll hold your hand, Bradley. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I hope um, I hope that happens, and I kind of uh, I hope to maybe uh, I don't know, I can't speak for Josh, but I, I definitely want to do some more tournaments. I had a great time. Uh, do some more floats with uh, you guys, some other people. Um, nice thing is there's water between here and there, and you know I'd pick up an Ohio license if if you guaranteed your guide service. <laughs> Let's go, man. Same here, man. I really want to do a uh, overnight like camp on the river trip. I hear people talk about those. That sounds like a freaking blast. Me too. And that <laughs> would probably actually be worth it if I came out towards you guys and did it. You know, because okay. uh, w- one day trip driving out there is kind of hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a long ways for for a day. Cool. Well, um, yeah, we're winding down. You guys uh, got anybody you'd like to shout out or anything? I have one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people. Yeah, Lucky7Baits.com. Go check I out s- some... Um, I, I love uh, Sean's... Uh, Sean is another company. This is a... Uh, it's a company out of South Florida, Boca Raton area. Um, he does a lot of bass fishing st- tackle, some tackle for uh, inshore and saltwater as well. I'm a huge fan of his uh, stick worm, uh, which is uh, Senko's type worm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 419 special colors, the juice. Uh, I love his swim jigs. And I've been playing around with it's called his uh, little critters, and that is like a Ned-style bait. Um, plastic, but a little buoyant. Pretty cool. Use Nick 15. Say fifteen percent. I don't get any of that. Just trying to help the guy out. And uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, for me, I don't. I don't have any sponsors or anything. Like I said, I'm new to this. Um, be cool if you guys give me a follow at, at Kayak Crave on uh, Instagram. I uh, started that up. I, I'm having fun. That's how I met Nick. How I met Brad just through mm-hmm. Instagram. You know, sharing photos of smallmouth and adventures. So uh, give me give me a hit there. Um, you know, see some pictures. Uh, be good times. Um, Shout out my girlfriend. She lets me uh, listens to me oh. talk about fishing that she doesn't care about. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I thought you. I thought you were married. No, no. Uh, yeah. Thank you to my wife and kids. I got to sneak that in there. Yeah. <laughs> just in <laughs> case. I, yeah, yeah. And my Instagram is fck. That's delicious. One word. <laughs> I cook food on the grill. I fish. I'm not gonna say it. Keep things PG. But uh, dude, I love Nick, it, man. He has a man's. Nick has a man's man's Instagram, so he does, man. Uh, I love it. It's good yeah. times, dude. Um, Username and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Other shout out. I just want to say shout out Paddle and Finn, man. I, I'm new to fishing, but Paddle and Finn has taught me so much. Um, you know, all you guys, th- thanks for uh, having us, Brad. And I had a blast fishing with you and talking with you on uh, social about fishing, man. It's fun and, and uh, keep doing it. I, I, I love listening to it. And I, and I honestly learn. like, I don't, I know river's pretty good now, but uh, lake fishing, I don't know much. And when we go out, I catch fish just putting in things that come to my mind from listening to this stuff. So good stuff. And that's, that's I love why the I do stuff. it. Yeah. 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 yeah Paddle and Fin Network's great. And I've learned a ton from you all. Um, also, uh, Smalley Talk podcast yes. and uh, about the bronze, Hoosier State Fishing uh, on Instagram and um, YouTube as well. Uh, Derek's a good guy. Shout out to Brian the Toe Schiller. And 
I called him that at the Indiana Boat Sport and Travel Show. He looked at me like, who is this idiot? And I was like, I just trimmed up, I trimmed up my mustache for you, man. And hey. uh yeah. <laughs> Hey, Brian's the only guy to take me down in the noobs tournament so far. So Brad, you might oh, be interested, man. huh? Oh I I don't know. Hey. He, he he asked me if I want to do it. I'm like, you guys, they're gonna whoop on me, man. Throw your name in the hat, man. September. Like yeah. I said, like I, I'm 80, 80 inches consistently every month. I'm not some amazing fisherman. Hey, they're they're, they're <laughs> brown fish though, man. Brown yeah. fish. That's true. That's the only fish. <laughs> exactly. Free the fighter. <laughs> Free yep. the fighter. Oh, all right, man. We're gonna end this. Uh, thanks for. Uh, joining the show guys i appreciate it and uh listeners uh tune in for the um og show tonight i always mess that up i can't remember uh brian will have brian and jay will have a guest on if you miss that it'll be on podcast format friday uh with that tight lines and smooth paddling Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.